Turn off your Blu-ray players and VHS tapes and grab a console. We're ranking video games. Hey, you sitting there with a bowl of popcorn, wondering what to stream on TV? Fear not, we're the Q-Busters, Andrew and Ken. Grab some snacks and enjoy a fresh look at the hottest shows, movies, and streams. I'm Andrew. He's Ken. How you doing, Ken? What are we talking about today? So in honor of the video game awards that are going to be on tomorrow, we thought it would be best to rank our favorite video games of all time. And we even have a special guest, Queen Elsa herself. Love it. That's right. Our very own Steph Susmarski is here uh to clarify the video game awards are streaming december 9th so if by the time you're listening to this they've already passed we already have a video game of the year um which is and one of the nominees that is what got ken so giddy to record this week's episode because you just finished playing resident evil village sir i did and stephanie can tell you all about that experience as she sat right next to me as i spent our sunday plowing through that game and it was a journey i will never forget brilliant glad to have you on the podcast Steph. yeah it's about it's about time (laughs) maybe now she'll start listening (laughs) (laughs) do you guys want to just jump right into it how we normally do 10 through 1 yeah i figured we can do some honorable mentions because what's a list without those oh, and boy. being the gentleman i am i will start with stuff uh so starting with 10 that would be the sims the original sims all the collections for it yeah what do you like about them uh the sims was really just a fun game where as a 10-year-old I could play as an adult. <laughs> okay. okay that makes sense. My dream and meeting celebrities. <laughs> I totally respect that. I strongly remember that being one of my first games. Yeah. But let me ask you what was it, like how how did you play the Sims cuz everyone plays different. There is so, there's the people who go like full on cheater mode, they do rosebud get all the money. <laughs> there's the people who like try to be like as simulation as possible. Yeah. For me, it was, um, I did use Rosebud. That was about it. That's all I knew. And I had dial-up internet at the time, so our time was limited. (laughs) Okay, okay. But Sims wasn't on the internet, was it? Yeah. In order to use our computer, it was, um, I had to turn on the internet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Which means all the landlines were down, which is. (laughs) Which was unacceptable at the time. Yeah. So Sims was limited, even though you wanted to spend all day, it was limited to one hour. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I I can't imagine. So for those who aren't maybe familiar with this, but I assume probably everyone is, but there are like 75 different versions of The Sims. Which which one is your favorite? What's your go-to? So number 10 is just The The Sims. Sims. That was the first. Oh, the original. Yeah, the original. I would yeah. say that was my favorite Sims of the Sims because as a child, I was not very smart <laughs> and I was not very good at managing my time within the Sims. Like the thing yeah. I, 
I tried to like, you know, live an adult life and have a job and, you know, buy the furniture and whatnot. But I, I would get like mad when like my guy would get like hungry or tired or didn't have enough friends. Like it was just too much for me to handle. And since that was like the least complicated because they only got more and more complicated, that was the one for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All I could remember is lighting the kitchen on fire and having the Grim Reaper come after me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. D- before we proceed, did you have any honorable mentions? So games that just missed your top 10 list that you wanted to give a quick mention to? No. All right. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Um, how about you, Ken? So I have three honorable mentions. This was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, because video games, I started probably when I was like seven with the Game Boy Color, and then I upgraded to the N64, then I got GameCube, and then I discovered what Xbox was. Ever since then, I've been an Xbox person. Um, So my three honorable mentions are SSX Tricky, Crazy Taxi, and Time Splitters 2. I all for the GameCube and all games that I enjoyed playing repetitively. Um, Crazy Taxi and Simpsons Road Rage, very comparable games. Time Splitters 2, Sergeant Cortez, one of the coolest guys to play in a shooter game. And SSX Tricky, snowboarding, kind of like a Tony Hawk's pro skater type of game. You can race, you can do tricks, and they say funny things, so... All three fun games, and I highly recommend. That's a, that's a solid list of honorable mentions. Um, during my honorable... Like, I've tried to do this exercise many times before, right? And I have, like, my list of compiled games. I was telling you, Ken, on the phone. I've played over 200 games, at least, that I remember that I can, like, pick from. And so just whittling it down to this is, is in itself a challenge. I, like... In the process of doing this top 10, which, disclaimer right now, tomorrow this list could be different just because I probably have, like, a top 25 that, depending on how I'm feeling, could all be top 10s any given day. Um, So with that in mind, I tried to keep today's list, like, with games that more people would be familiar with. So my honorable mentions are more obscure games that have a special place in my heart for one reason or another. The first is Puzzle Pirates. You play you play it as a pirate in your internet browser, and you did puzzles, and you could like earn gold to buy a boat and a sword for your sword puzzles and your boat puzzles, and it was a blast. And it's a shame that that is now gone. That was a multiplayer game. It was fantastic. Uh, the first video game I remember ever playing on a computer, Heroes of Might and Magic Three. You know, you, it was a strategy game. You control, like, your different castles. Like, you're, you got your elf castle. You got your, like, uh, Satan castle. You got, like, your angel castle. You got, like, your dungeon castle. And, like, you know, and just, like, cool strategy game. And the final one, Caesar's, Caesar 3, which was, a, like, a city management type game for, like, ancient Rome. And, yeah. I gotta interrupt you here. You said your that was the first game you ever played on your PC. It wasn't Math Blasters or Pajama Sam or no, because 
my first exposure to computers was through my cousin, who's like 10, 15 years older than me. So uh, the first time I saw a computer was at his house and he, like I didn't play it. I got to watch him play it, you know, but like immediately I'm like, all right, I know video games are for me. So then, you know, a couple of years later, when I convinced my mom to buy us a computer, then I get to play Math Blasters. <laughs> Good old jumpstart kindergarten, yeah. too. That, those were some of my first PC games. Short-lived, oh. Windows 95. <laughs> oh, man. Good times, good times. The golden years of the PC age. So, yeah. I, I did forget to mention something, and then we'll continue to go on with uh, the rest of our rankings. From my personal rankings, I'm looking at nostalgia, replayability, and uh, personal ties to to things that... I like and enjoy so and also gameplay you gotta factor that in, right yeah absolutely. if it's a shitty game uh chances are it's not going to be in your top 10 unless it's nostalgia right Ooh, that's a good question because i'm looking at my top 10 list i don't i don't think any of them are shitty but i could definitely think of games that didn't make the, this list that i could totally make an argument for despite the terrible gameplay uh but that yeah. is definitely not puzzle pirates <laughs> we'll uh we'll let you have that one <laughs> yeah i want to make one final honorable mention just if we were doing this episode like a month later i wouldn't be surprised if the new halo campaign made its way onto this list somehow just because it would be fresh and if you're listening to this it's officially available now to download if you have xbox game pass we are you know a podcast that talks about things that you can stream go stream some halo Yes, but first stream the Q-Busters. All right, we're going to continue with Steph, number nine. Uh, number nine for me was Thrillville. This was a roller coaster game, an amusement park you could build, and I had it on the PSP. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was something you could like hide from your parents at night <laughs> that you weren't playing. Oh, yeah like under so, the covers i did like it was very realistic they had like a throw-up meter <laughs> like how good it would rate how good your roller coasters were your overall experience at the park um and then you could like ride the roller coasters so that was pretty cool when you say ride the roller coaster do you mean like first person in the roller coaster and you like take yeah. the turns? okay okay so like maybe like early virtual reality stuff Sweet, nice. yeah. Yeah. Never played that one, but I played similar games to it. Yeah, they had it available for like um, PlayStation, I believe, but I just played it on the PSP. Okay. What would you do? You remember any particular roller coaster you built that you're proud of, or something um, you would want to ride in real life? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I think all of those are pretty much created already. Uh, but you could create some that where the tracks weren't finished. Oh, um, yeah. You would get a <laughs> fine, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a thrill. Yeah, I'm sure the throw-up meter was overwhelming on that track. <laughs> well, it wasn't throw-up. <laughs> it was a little more boom. <laughs> more gore. A little more splat, yeah. Yeah. Solid choice, solid choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to catch up. I forgot to give my number 10, so... My number 10, Conker's Bad for a Day for the N64. Play as a 
squirrel who has a really nasty hangover and is trying to find his way home, but gets caught up in a bunch of misadventures that parody a bunch of movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan, among others. Um, and it had some of the best multiplayer at the time. It's the game that taught me how to swear. Um, and I just loved killing Nazi teddy bears as a squirrel. It was a good time. Yeah, my buddy Jimmy, if he's listening to this podcast, he has bought every single version of Conquers for a Day that was ever released. He must own like seven or eight copies of that game. Uh, he's a total fan. And I know that's a, a game a lot of people hold near and dear. So I'm not too surprised to see Conquers Bad for a Day making your list. Yeah, and it's quickly becoming more and more collectible in uh, I just I like to like keep track of those types of prices every once in a while when we go to our different events and I just I'll, like you always see a couple copies out in the wild and it's like huh that's like twenty dollars more than last year <laughs> so that's where that comes in uh, to catch up to stuff my number nine is Diablo two this is the first game on the computer I remember playing at home for like large periods of time at once you know large chunks of time. And man, that was a grindy game. You just play the same levels over and over again, hoping that the monsters you kill get slightly better loot in your effort to, you know, just kill <laughs> Satan over and over again. And it was great. Like, the lore of that game, that's a, that's a game where the gameplay was king, you know, more than anything. It was freaking addicting to play. I never played it. I never played Diablo for I know it has a pretty good following. Uh give me a quick ten second synopsis for Diablo two. Okay, so you pick one of six characters. You you can be like a mage, a paladin, um, a warrior, a few other classes, right? Uh and your goal is to track down Diablo and his underlings it's divided into four acts and at the end of each act is a different boss and you try to you know hunt hunt them down and kill them and then in the fourth act you try to hunt down Diablo's brother Ball or Bale I think okay sounds like a fun game five acts yeah um and yeah it's it's all about the loot Go ahead. No, that's it. I was going to say, I know a lot of people like Diablo 3 a lot, so I'm curious to see if that's going to pop up at all. Uh, I think the go-to Diablo for people nowadays is Diablo 2. Diablo 3 was, like, well-made, but Diablo 2 has that hit of nostalgia. Like, we we waited 10 years for Diablo 3, and 10 years was probably just a little too long to wait. Before I reveal my number 10 and number 9, it looks like Steph might have something for us. No? No, okay. shaking her head now. Okay, I thought that was maybe Thrillville in your hands, so... Okay. All right, uh, my number 10 would is always going to be on my list. I'm sure at some point it will move up because this game has really restored free games and has been a joy to play and that's Fortnite. so and i say free loosely because it is free to play but if you get the battle pass it costs money and then they have something called skins which is character designs 
And Steph and I have spent way too much money <laughs> on skins, but <laughs> it's totally worth it. I mean, she's got Fortnite gear. I got Fortnite Monopoly. We went to a Fortnite event for the Schaumburg Boomer a couple years ago, and we got to actually drink Chug Jug juice and and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. I'm sure she's going to grab that. But Fortnite is one of the best games I've ever played. The Battle Royale is super addicting. And if you really think about where it started and where it's at now, it's just unbelievable how far it's grown as a community, as character designs go, as maps go, as properties go. Like, think about they had Marvel, they had Mando, they had Thanos, they had Superman. They're about to get Spider-Man, Batman. I mean, it's it's awesome to see the growth in that community. And it's the game that Steph started playing that got her into Xbox. So uh, really have Fortnite super high. Uh, and it will always be a game that I cherish. So I'm happy it's still strong community uh, as of today. Yeah. Uh, I'm a- I'm inclined to agree. I think what Fortnite does, Fortnite is really good at, and what they're really good at is licensing characters from all these other properties. I don't think any other form of media is as successful as Fortnite in doing that specifically. And I think that's part of what makes it so fun. Like, no other game can you play as Ryan Reynolds and as Deadpool and as Superman, you know? Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, the the first time you could be Kylo Ren with a Batman cape or yeah, <laughs> a lightsaber, you know. Yeah, outside of like combining different sets of Lego, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing what they were able to do. the The events are, for the most part, they're usually pretty entertaining. Um, the creative mode has has expanded to a point where it's a lot of fun. You do escape rooms, you do death runs. Um, even that game mode we did the other day, kind of where we had to pick a color, get ran over by a car. I mean, that was pretty cool, too. So their creative mode has taken off. And then, um, like you guys were saying, to have all that... Um, options when it comes to character design is great the dances and emotes are awesome you can just have fun in the game you know it doesn't matter if you win or lose it's it's got a great following so it's a good point very good point my number nine is the only call of duty game that's going to make this list and that is black ops Uh, i really love the campaign for black ops woods is one of the coolest characters ever and Nazi zombies is a huge reason why this is in my top 10. Um, Kino de Token was awesome. Five, where you're in the Pentagon with John F. Kennedy, President Nixon, uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, that alone is is awesome. And then some of the DLC for that game was just incredible. So... I am a huge fan of Nazi zombies. So that was kind of like my first taste of, of zombies. And uh, it's it's some of the best you'll ever see. It makes sense. Um, yeah, that, that hit, like, 
went at the peak of Call of Duty popularity because Call of Duty like capitalized more than anyone on you know like the the like new internet that wasn't you know dial up you know so mm-hmm. like everyone could be on the internet all the time and then they added in you know killing zombies because zombies were at the height of their popularity at that time it's a killer combination for sure and the gameplay was fun um i must admit i don't think i've ever finished a call of duty campaign but that's more on me than on the campaigns themselves so out of all the call of duty campaigns i feel like the black ops series is the most entertaining uh especially the original one because that woods character is just awesome um they mix in some good throwback music from the 70s as well to help carry the storyline so definitely recommend if you're gonna play one call of duty game make it black ops that's a good point i i will say i think that was my first call of duty that i played at good old mike's house (laughs) yeah good old duke (laughs) good old duke um but that brings us to number eight steph hit us with your number eight okay don't laugh at me it's the hannah montana rock out the show for the psp Okay. You as Hannah Montana, you got to go to concerts. You would perform, pressing all the buttons of PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Her famous songs, dances, wardrobe changes. You know, you got to be the star. <laughs> now, so was it? Would you like press the buttons to the rhythm, kind of like DDR or like a rock band type of deal? It was a lot like that. You were just using your fingers instead of actually dancing. Okay, okay. Because my, my buddy had, like, an American Idol game that I, I feel, like, sound, fits the same description, you know? Yeah. You pick They're your pretty simple. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Any other thoughts on that you want to share? Um, beware of the PSP because it does um, overheat and kick you out of oh. your game before you oh. can save. So Hannah Montana will overheat your PSP. Hannah <laughs> Montana will overheat, yes. <laughs> who, who would have thought that Hannah Montana would be too graphically intensive for your portable oh. PlayStation machines? I'm so, sure if they had seen her 10 years later, they, they'd know. <laughs> so, so do you truly get the best of both worlds playing that game? No, because you only live one life. Oh, <laughs> you only get her star life. You don't get to be Miley Cyrus. Would you guess? Do you get scored on like your song choice or your outfits and all that, or do you? Or yes, no? you are rated and ranked on what you choose to wear, with the stage setup you have, the lighting you use, and the how you hit the dance moves and sing the song. So yeah, that sounds like an addicting. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and then it cuts you off on its own. So. Oh yeah, when it decides you, <laughs> you played it too long. Yeah. You you I've, I'm noticing a trend with you. You play games where you don't fully have control over how long you play them. <laughs> yes. A lot of my life, a lot of my childhood was spent playing games where I can live a different life and they have no yeah. time limits and there's no um amount of deaths, there's jump scares, you know. <laughs> They're kind yeah. of just living out the perfect life. <laughs> I totally respect that. 100%. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Ken, hit us with your number eight. I was going to say the total opposite. You'll see a trend with mine, too. It's usually tragedy, death, and scares. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, and number eight is not going to change your mind about that either. Uh, Left 4 Dead 2 is my number eight. Another zombie game. Um, this one is more arcade style. This is the good old classic. Invite your friends over uh, 10 o'clock at night. Turn off all the lights and have some fun because there are going to be zombies coming at you and you got to get through the map and try to survive. I like Left 4 Dead 2 better because you get a carnival setting that's a lot of fun. You get a mall setting that's a lot of fun. And there's a couple other missions that I just thought were took the original game and made it even better. Uh, not to mention you got the smoker guy. Um, you got the blob where if you get too close and you shoot him, uh, all the slime goes everywhere and you can't see for a couple seconds. And then, of course, you got the witch. And you knew when you heard the siren, it was time to run for the hills because you weren't going to survive the witch. She was going to get you down for the count. So Left 4 Dead 2 is the classic arcade zombie game that I highly recommend. Me and you played Back for Blood a couple months ago. That was pretty fun. But Left 4 Dead 2 is definitely... Uh, the more superior game when it comes to a zombie arcade. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what number are we on? We're on number eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, my number eight is a World of Warcraft. Now, if we, if we did this list a year ago. This game wouldn't be here, but I recently hopped back into it and reminded myself, yeah, there's a reason I spent months of my life inside this game. This is the kind of game people don't measure by hours played. They measure it by years played at this point, 20 years later, you know. There's a little function you can do, like, slash played while you're, like, in the game. It's like, you played for, like, 18 days. And, th- and like, that's time in the game, you know. That's not, like... It's been 18 games since you bought it. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> it's fun, man. You, you're in this fantasy setting, and then you go on these raids where you got to, you know, cooperate with 24 other people, and everyone has their jobs. And if someone doesn't do their job, you fail. So I really like the, the, the mechanics involved in, like, that large-scale cooperation to achieve to accomplish one goal of, like, fighting one boss was always really cool. And then the other aspect of that, the, you know, PvP, you go into a battleground or arena and you test your skills against other players was also a ton of fun. Just, like, like that was my favorite part of the game outside of just collecting things because I'm a collector at heart and I would try to buy all the different pets you could have, you know, the, like, the mechanical squirrel, the, like, normal squirrel. Like, there's, like, ten different types of cats. I'm going to buy every single one just so, like, I kind of like random you know, show them off while walking around. They don't do anything. You know, they're just there and they're not impressive in any ways. But I wanted to collect them all because like I'm spending hours upon hours every day after school playing this game. So <laughs> when you run out of things to do, you go collect every single pet in the game that you can. That's what I did. Um, and it's as addicting as I remember it. It's a ton of fun. 
don't recommend it to anyone because of how addicting it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good yeah, game. I think we've seen that firsthand with our good friend Mike there. <laughs> we lost him for a couple months to the to the wow effect. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the, th- the the thing is like you're challenging yourself in these giant encounters and you're cooperating with 24 other people and they're counting on you to improve your skills and your gear and things between those encounters that happen once a week. You know, you dedicate once a week, like four or five hours a night. Maybe you do it two nights if or whatever, but then you spend the rest of the week getting slightly better gear or like making money to buy and spend on gear or whatever, you know? So like, it's totally understandable how someone could play that game every single day because there's always something else you could be doing. And mm-hmm. like, you're never out of options. So yeah, good, that's my good choice. Eight. I'm actually surprised it's not higher on the list. I, I have a few predictions. I'm going to wait one more turn and then I'm going to guess a couple of your games. Uh, I guarantee you're not going to guess my next game. So if you want to make your predictions now, it won't be affected. Okay. I think Animal Crossing is going to be in your list. And I think one of the Pokemon games is going to be in your list. One of them for the Game Boy Color. Okay, so you're guessing between Generation 1 and Generation 2. Yeah, I would I would say like yellow, red, or blue, but I I can't like okay okay it's too it's too hard to guess which one of those three it could be. But okay, fair enough. And then uh, Overwatch I think is going to be in here. Interesting. Those are my, those are my guesses. All right, those are solid guesses, and I can respect them. Um, I'm not going to make guesses, Ken, because the last few times I've made guesses, I've been not i've been wrong enough where they'd make like your top 20 but never your top 10 so i'm just gonna refrain from giving it a go let let me just say this really quick i was at stas yesterday i told her what we were going to talk about i had her guess what she thought my number one game was and she got it within five seconds. So we're not going to reveal it yet because that yeah. would be a total spoiler. And I'd have to ban stuff from this forever. But <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. I mean, that goes to show you, you know, she knows and she knows you well. Yes, she mm-hmm. sure does. And now, Steph, uh, did Ken guess your top game or did he just tragically fail? We'll find out. Give, give me that. What, what are your guesses for stuff that you don't know? That I don't know? Or I guess you probably know her list, right? No, she didn't share it with me. Okay, great. I, I, yeah, what are your predictions? I would guess that Fortnite's got to be number one. Okay, yeah, that's solid. I don't know if it's number one, but I know she enjoys it very much. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything else because... I want the viewers to be entertained, but I, I would I, I would assume that we're gonna see another Sims game at some point. I think that she made that she made that pretty clear. But all right, uh, we all did our number eights, correct? Let's get to number seven. Steph, hit us with your number seven. Okay, number seven for me was Need for Speed on PlayStation Two. 
<laughs> this was, um, I didn't know how to play, but uh, my dad collected all video games when I was little. Yeah. And um, he had the steering wheel and the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you changed everything. Um, you didn't want, you weren't on a controller. It's also the first time I got to listen to um, <laughs> to the window, to the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, funny. So, yeah. Just the whole like night mode. You were we only played like the free play modes because again, I'm scared to fail <laughs> in these games and have to keep yeah. redoing it. Sure. That's my pattern, but I like the free play of it. No, I'm totally there with you. Was <laughs> this the one that had a cheat menu and you could drive around as like a T Rex? Um, actually I'm not sure. It was so like new to me and i was very young that like okay. it was just a race car game that had bad songs yeah because yeah. <laughs> i, I want to say need for speed one or need for speed two was my oh. first driving game also wow need for speed underground that's what it's called uh, oh okay mm-hmm. that, that's a good one that's yeah i i remember i sucked at the underground games because that's those were where they where they introduced drifting right yes yeah, mm-hmm. couldn't, I did not understand what that was as, <laughs> as a child, so I totally get the, the just like being frustrated and not playing yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Need for Speed has consistently been a good fun time to race around in. Yeah. Um, my number seven. This is the first game I played on the first Xbox I owned myself. That is Ori in the Blind Forest. It is from 2015. It is about a forest spirit who is on the a search to save its mom, I guess. I don't it's hard to describe cuz I don't know mm-hmm. if it's its mom or just its like caretaker or whatever. Um and then you know that turns into saving the forest. Um it is one it is probably the prettiest game i've ever seen uh the music is incredible and it's a platformer you know you gotta jump through the levels and you know if you don't jump you gotta try again um but there's not a lot of combat involved the combat that is involved is easy you never feel like you can't do it um and it's it's just so smooth the jumping and things like like you like it's like i wonder if i can make this jump of course i can make it or oh i probably need to unlock something to make it but like it's just a very logical very understandable very easy to approach game and it it is it really is one of the most beautiful artworks beautiful musics um and the story like is a tearjerker at times and it, it hit me right here and the sequel will of the wisps is just as good that came out two years point um but yeah maybe there's that hidden nostalgia for me because it was the first game i played on an xbox i bought with my own money um so but yeah i i I can't like talk enough about it that sounds beautiful nice yeah the first game i ever played for xbox was crimson skies and i see it's in the game pass now Mm mm-hmm so I might have to go back in memory lane for that one. Uh, but that's not my number seven. <laughs> my number seven is a franchise 
that is the most entertaining sports slash X games of all time. Uh, I could have picked any of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters games and put it in number seven, but I'm going to go with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Underground, the first one. I really enjoyed this one on the GameCube. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, The previous Tony Hawk's games, you could play as Tony Hawk or one of the other skaters, and there was always great tunes, great maps, and it was get the secret tapes or do this or do that. And it was very arcadey and fun for the time, right? Underground was like, scrap that. Let's give it an actual story that we can flesh out. And basically the whole idea was you are this character – who wants to become a pro skater. So you got to create the coolest deck tape of the best tricks in the world to get the attention of none other than Tony Hawk. And it is a super fun game, great storyline. There's villains in the game, and then there's other pro skaters that you get to team up with. One of my favorites, Chad Muska. Um, (laughs) So absolutely love that game. Um, and I must have beaten it at least four times because it, the replayability on a Tony Hawk game is always there, whether it's, you just want to hear that song again, or it's a secret character you can unlock. They're just great games. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. I don't, I feel like if I was to pick a Tony Hawk game, I'd pick it based on which playlist was the best because the gameplay is so good in all of them, right? It's like. Like the thing that distinguishes one from the other for me is like (laughs) the music choice, because that's that's something else that Tony Hawk was always spot on. They always pick the bops. Right. I'm about the bops. That's the word nowadays. (laughs) I I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 personally had the best soundtrack. It was also one of those games that you could unlock guys like Wolverine and Darth Maul. Yeah, (laughs) you could skate around as them. Uh, I used to have the coolest cheat book that um, whenever I played oh, it on God. GameCube, I could just unlock them right away. Uh, yeah, you, could, you buy it in the store for like 20 bucks and it has like 100 games in it. Yeah. yeah. And there was one for every year. Oh, man, I had, I had a green one of those. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love Tony Hawk. Um, Pro Skater 4 was epic. There was a zoo map. I'll never forget that because you could actually hold on to an elephant and you could see the turds flying out as goodness gracious as it's walking. <laughs> that's uh that's that's gaming 101 right there. So good attention to detail, as I would say. <laughs> but enough about Tony Hawk. Steph, hit us with your number six. Well, it's not turds flying around, but it was um, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the Guitar Hero and like Rock Band games. Those yeah. were some of my favorite games. Um, my parents were really into like rock music while I was growing up, so I knew all the songs, I knew all the lyrics. Uh, oh, that's cool. And then I learned how to play the guitar on the game. Um, then I think for Christmas or something they had gotten us like the whole set we had the drum set we had a bass guitar we had an electric guitar the microphone uh, and then just the entire like you had to have a separate plug-in for all the usbs to 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 have all these controllers going um 
it was it was really cool because I did really like to sing, but I was also like a lefty guitar person. So I w- I created my own microphone stand with thumbtacks, um, hanging from the ceiling on a string. So it was kind of like oh, I got wow. to be a rock star, like actually singing on the microphone and playing the guitar. Um, That's so impressive. Goes, yeah, it goes back with um, that Hannah Montana stuff. Like yeah, I really yeah, wanted yeah. to be a rock star at one point in my life. <laughs> I mean, I think every kid at one point in their life oh. thinks they're going to be a rock star, right? Like, Yes. It was um, It was also a game you could play with. So I have two other sisters, and we could play that with our friends, with whoever, and, like, all of us could play, whereas it was usually only two people could play. Yeah. So. That, that was, that's, like, one of the perfect party games, right? Cause yeah. Like, you play a song, you pass it on to the next person, mm-hmm. or, like, if you have enough controllers or whatever. Yeah, no. Yes. I was terrible at them. I did, I did not do well. I would always have to play on like the most basic mode where you don't even have to worry about which color you're pressing on. You just strum. That was that was the most I could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so props to you for singing and playing the guitar at the same time because that's impressive. That's my favorite. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Do you remember? Because uh, every once in a while, whenever we go to Dave and Buster's, we're able to re- relive some of that. Yeah. Do you remember what was your go-to song stuff? Did you have one? Oh, it was either Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, or um, Kiss, Hur- Rocky Like a Hurricane. Oh, so good choice. Those two, or um, I don't think they had Def Leppard, but if they did, it probably would have been that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What about you, Ken? You have a go-to Guitar Hero song? Uh, I want to say they had Guns N' Roses on there. So yeah. it probably would have been Sweet Child of Mine. Because I just love the guitar. The okay. Fair enough. Wow, wow. Awesome. Sign me up. For the record, I really enjoyed Through the Fire and the Flames, but I know that was notoriously difficult, even in Guitar Hero. Um, oh, uh, Freebird. That was a good one, too. Okay, yeah. Freebird. That one always felt like an hour long, and that was part of like the tour series. Yeah. So you had to play it to get to the next level. And I just remember like blisters. <laughs> yeah. That song was like 10 minutes long. And if you failed it, you had to do it again. <laughs> yep. Exactly. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they knew it. <laughs> and I, I I, really enjoyed how like the the fans and the crowd would start disappearing the worse you did. <laughs> but if yeah. you did, more fans would show up. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's those small details in those games really made them like immersive. Oh, yes. Right. Like there was one that came out recently that was the same concept except you were DJing. Yeah. Uh, so you're like you were like dropping the beat, and if you miss the beat, the crowd goes. Ugh. And yeah. like, and you see like they start cheering less, and then like it's like you said. So yeah, no, those games are always <laughs> fun for like. They need to come up with a rap battle one. Kind of like with Jackbox, but like more legitimate. <laughs> That'd be really hard, real hard to do, I think. But I like the concept. Yeah. What's your number six, Andrew? 
My number six is Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, I put a lot of hours into this game in college. Uh, put a lot of hours into it as a child when it came out. And it's this game came out on GameCube, and I played it up until I had an Xbox One. So, like, that's a long time. Um, and it, it's kind of like with Ori. It just has a good flow, you know. It's one of those games that it's the first time I realized, oh, you can get characters from all these different games. Because there was the original Smash Bros. Like, oh, look, all these Nintendo characters. You know, there's like eight of them, ten of them. And then, like, Super Smash Bros. Melee came out, and they, like, doubled it. I'm like, wow, there's a whole lot more characters now. They got Bowser in here? What? <laughs> Who, who are these Fire Emblem folks? What's a Marth? Like, and then, like, game, Mr. Game & Watch, like, like, all these characters, you know, ton of fun. Everyone knows Super Smash Bros. It's a fighting game that is easy to approach because a lot of fighting games are very difficult, and you have no idea what you're actually accomplishing when you press the buttons. But I think Smash Bros. is very intuitive in that sense. It's very easy to understand the controls compared to other fighting games. Mm-hmm. And... Nothing's more fun than playing as, like, Pikachu and calling down Thunder and over and over and over again and annoying everybody. Like, it's great. I, I liked me some Captain Falcon. Oh, he yeah. was fun. Yeah, Falcon it, Punch. It, Falcon <laughs> Punch and then uh, good old Link. Link is always a good yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. You know, you do that upbeat where he just spins in a circle and no one can get close. Love it. Who Who is your go-to? Other than Pikachu. Uh, okay, so my two go-tos, when I first play with people, it's Kirby. Because uh, Kirby. Okay. Because I just like sucking up other people and like jumping <laughs> off the edge and like doing that. And then, you know, he wears the little hats whenever he swallows anyone. It's always a good time. Um, and my other one is Marth because he's a sword dealer. And when I was a kid, I was really into like knights and swords. So he had a sword and he was really cool. And he's really, really strong. So... Um, yeah, those are my first, those are my two mains, I'd call them. And then in the, like, outer ring, I'll go Pikachu, I'll go Captain Falcon, go Jigglypuff, kick some butts with Jigglypuff. Isn't the little fire guy Neo? Is that his name, or? The little fire guy? Are you thinking of Roy? TK Fire. Oh, Ness. That's Ness. Ness from Earthbound. Ah, yeah. He was cool. Yeah, he was a cool guy. He's fun to play, too. and He's one of the most annoying characters to play against. So, yeah, ton of fun. And, and and that game, you know, didn't have too many characters. Like, you could learn them all. The Smash Bros. now has freaking everybody. You know, it's got Banjo-Kazooie. It's got Bayonetta. It's got these characters I never heard of. And it's just, there's, like, so many more. It's hard to keep track of them all. Did they finally put, like, Wario and... Uh... Yeah. Waluigi. Waluigi didn't get the invite. Um, people, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of a meme at this point. We're 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 sad for Waluigi because he needs to be invited. Because the way they re, the re, they reveal new Smash Bros. characters is they like release a trailer and like the characters running around or whatever, and then they get like a letter with an invitation to Smash Bros. So, um, the joke is like he gave up like his letter so someone else could be in it or something. It's it, it it's cute, but yeah. We're waiting for Waluigi. Justice for Waluigi. Man, I should have guessed that one because I know when it comes to GameCube, that's like 
in its own right a top three game that yeah. pretty much is universally loved. Yeah, I think that is my only GameCube game on here. Um, and yeah, pretty confident saying it's my favorite GameCube game. Steph, uh, did you have a go-to? Was it always Princess Peach? or Always Peach. Yeah. Unless one stole her before me, then it was um, whatever the next cutest character was. <laughs> it's still Princess Peach. You just change her costume color to like orange, yeah. and then you play as Daisy. Because <laughs> Princess Peach kicks yeah. out of butt. That's right. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Wow. So that is your favorite GameCube game. Okay. Uh, as of today, yeah. Um, on a different day, it could be Super Mario Strikers, but that just didn't occur to me today. So, I really thought it was going to be Animal Crossing. Interesting. <laughs> eh, spoilers, it's not on the list. <laughs> uh, wow. and, and like, I get, I respect the guess. I'm sure it makes it. It's like I said, Ken probably makes the top 25. Just any given Sunday, it's a. It's a different top ten. Because when you think about it, when you talk about a game like WoW, where you said you put in years of yeah. effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like Animal Crossing is that same kind of game where it's like you have to put in the time. Otherwise, the next time you log in, like it's yeah. almost impossible to catch up. Yeah, I think there's just – it's Animal Crossing times like 100 plus – the bummer with Animal Crossing was you could never play it at the same time as your friends. Um, so, like, if you wanted, you could, like, trade the game back and forth and see how, like, your friends or your siblings change the town while you're gone. World of Warcraft is always people doing online, doing something at all times, you know? So, like, there's always someone else to play with, someone else to interact with. That's not the case in Animal Crossing. So it can feel a little lonely at times when you talk to the same ten villagers over and over again. Um, but it was incredibly fun and incredibly entertaining at the time, especially the one on GameCube because it had like you could collect the different like Super Nintendo games inside that game, and they're like that's what I did in Animal Crossing. Again, I'm collecting the, the, this different crap, so that that was the thing go to collectible in Animal Crossing for me. Yep. But no, it just didn't make the list this time around. Yeah, it was the closest to Sims I ever really got indulged in. Fair enough. <laughs> My number six is a game that I spent many months trying to beat. The hardest game I've ever played, hands down. Um, And I can't stand, I think it's called the VAT system. So with all of that being said, Fallout 3 is my number six. Yeah. Now, I enjoy the Fallout series. I enjoyed Fallout 3, and I enjoyed Fallout Vegas. Uh, Fallout 4, I couldn't get into, and I heard terrible things about Fallout 76, so I haven't even tried that yet. But Fallout 3 was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in a game. Not only do I love the concept about living underground, (laughs) Um, and having a society like that. But when you actually get out of the vault and you explore, the options and where the story takes you are just breathtaking. Uh, 
it's the best adventure I've ever been on. I think when it comes to a game like that, I mean, there's literally there's vampires, there's zombies, there's mutated fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then basically you're trying to find your dad. Um, and it's a great mystery throughout. Um, there's so many missions and side quests you have to do. Um, it's a game where you have to conserve your ammo and make smart decisions. Um, and it, it's not a game that you can just beat in a day or two. It, it's a grind. It's a slow burn. Um, but it's a great payoff. So I highly recommend Fallout 3. It's, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. Uh, great storyline and really, really cool soundtrack. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Bethesda's always been really good at that. I mean, that's also the people who made Skyrim. So, it's, you know, same style game, just a different setting, right? Post apocalypse versus like fantasy land. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Collect as many bottle caps as you can, Ken. Oh, yeah. I love the, I love the new, <laughs> the Nuketown guy. He's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, the the little Fallout boy, <laughs> the Vault boy, yeah. <laughs> um, good choice, man. But that break, that, guys, we are halfway done. Let's oh get God. into our top five. Steph, <laughs> kick us off. What is your number five game? Uh, rightfully placed at number five would be GTA Five, Grand Theft Auto Five. So, mm-hmm. I never really played these when they came out. Um. I was a very fearful child. I didn't like guns. I didn't like fighting. So, <laughs> but I played with you three, and it yeah. became like one of the best games <laughs> for me. Mainly because I did like there was like a glitch, and they gave me a ton of money, so yeah. I was able to buy whatever I wanted, and that did um, make you guys a little mad. So I was very excited to be winning in a game I never really wanted to play. <laughs> liked but then they had so many other game modes too that um really made it a lot of fun and very different yeah (laughs) kind of got to live out your bad lifestyle you know (laughs) did you ever jump into the campaign of that game or did you just screw around in like the online stuff and do whatever you want and say more like a watcher person so i will watch you go through that whole thing and like help you along with the yeah things um i know i've done that for ken a lot but um my sister actually she loved the grand theft auto like the whole story mode the whole character switches and like yeah (laughs) everything it went through so i watched her play a lot of that game and like complete it in different ways so she would complete it as um i think his name was mike right uh i think so yes the main character and then like the other guy and travis is the bad guy yeah so i watched her complete them as those guys in different ways because she wasn't really like satisfied with like how it ended in each one okay (laughs) playing them out the Um, alternate endings so yeah i watched her play all those and i was like damn how could you like you you're consistently dying over and over for the same thing yeah but i would sit there and just watch her and just help her with like clues and stuff um but yeah, that was it was pretty cool. <laughs> no, that, that's a solid choice, and I'm right. totally 
I'm totally with you. I'd rather just run around the city, do my own sandbox thing, steal a car, and just follow the traffic laws. <laughs> I do like that, how easy it is to snag a car and just go. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. We we would have these racing contests that were really fun on motorcycles. Um, you could customize your characters. Uh, you could try to get the cops after you. Um, we actually went to a strip club, Steph and I, in the video game. Yeah. And there was a glitch that allowed me to dance on stage. That was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome. She had so much money. She was able to get like penthouses and like. <laughs> I, I don't remember this. Did you just like win big at the casino or like was it something it was like else? A, it was like a thank you for playing kind of. Oh, and then oh I think yeah. Like a, a tweet that was like, we didn't mean to send all that, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember you telling us about this now. Yeah. Like, we got like small thank yous for playing and you got like an infinite amount of thank yous for yeah. playing. <laughs> I mean, she, she is a and queen. Then, yeah. So the thing happened to me in Forza too. <laughs> when we stopped playing yeah. Forza, because I got so much money that I didn't really need to rank up anymore. Yeah, you were just done with it at that point. That I mean, everybody was. <laughs> okay. Man, you gotta jump back into those. Yeah. Good right? choice. Good yeah. Choice. I, I always enjoy just running around in GTA. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, my number five is the newest game on my list. It's Hades. Um, for Nintendo Switch, it's everywhere now. Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, you play as the son of Hades, um, Zagreus, and you're trying to escape from Hades, the location, not the person. Um, and, it, you know, you go through the levels. You have these encounters. As you go along the way, the different gods of Mount Olympus, Zeus, Hera, Poseidon, Athena, they'll grant you like different boons to like buff your character and make him stronger, right? And then inevitably you die because you suck at the game and you have to start all over. But you've earned enough currency to like upgrade small things here and there. So you you're progressively learning how to do the fights better and you're like getting a little stronger over and over in your attempts to eventually escape hell. And of course, the most important thing, you got your pet dog Cerberus, three headed dog. And you can pet him. So, like, that that's really important. Um, Andrew, as well, I'm noticing a pattern with you and your collection of pets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if a video game has a dog and you can't pet it, that's a problem. You know? <laughs> so, um, that's true. yeah, no, I, it's, it's a very well-made game. Uh, the voice acting is really good. The story is good. You you can you know you play it you can do the runs take like twenty thirty forty minutes maybe each, um, and you can do a hundred runs and you're still getting new dialogue you haven't heard before. Um, <laughs> that's really cool, you know. So yeah, it's a great time. Nice. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. You just recently beat that like a month or two ago, right? Uh, a little bit longer than that at this point. I think I, I was talking about it being my game of the year last year. Oh. Um, <laughs> so what, what happened was I played it on the Switch, and then it came out on Xbox, and I played it again. Ah, there we go. Okay. So, yeah. 
Sounds like a, I think I'd really be interested in that game. I do like the Greek gods and the yeah. Like a, you said Athena, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she'll help you out. She's your pal. You're trying to find your mom. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. It's it, it's hard. I'm not gonna say it's easy, but as you learn, it gets easier. And yeah. <laughs> sometimes you like just barely escape with like no health. And other times you feel like the most powerful person in the world. It's all it's a little bit random luck what you get, but you learn the mechanics. You can look up a guide and be like, oh, this is how to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does have that sense of accomplishment where like, all right, I feel good. I remember the first time I played it, I couldn't get past the third like encounter, and now here I am just blitzing through the whole <laughs> story in ten minutes. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's fun. It's fun, and there's a ton to do in it. I still haven't like fully beaten it, but I've I've like I've beaten the main story and like yeah. you know, there's the extra stuff that you can mm-hmm. get to if you're interested. It's great. Nice. Yeah, we'll have to check that one out sometime. How about you, Ken? My number five is Batman. Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, I remember when they announced there was going to be Batman games and they were going to be like open world. You can play as Batman. You can fight the villains. Yeah. And I was like, sign me up. Uh, Steph was with me when I played this game. And it is a great mix of action horror and mystery so if you like all three of those things and you enjoy batman and the cast of villains included then this is a game i highly recommend um and i love the asylum as a setting so yeah Yeah. you get mark hamill to play the joker you get kevin conroy as batman um and the way they introduce the villains to you are great um, and basically, you are Detective Batman trying to figure out um, how to get out of there alive. Because it's a trap. Joker released everyone, and you got to kind of get back everyone yeah. in their cell while taking on the big bad Joker. Yeah. No, that's it's a really fun game. I played that in college because mm-hmm. I came out 2009. I played it like 2012. No. Yeah. Something like that, 2013 maybe. Um, that game is where I I like fell in love with Harley Quinn, like her personality. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, her phrases, her saying, her accent, like it was my favorite yeah. part of the game. That's that's when I like appreciated Batman as a character. Yeah. Too. You know, like outside the movies, like the movies were great, but like it's it, it like immerses you in it, you know. So like. It's, yeah, you become Batman. Like, you're not just watching him. You're actually trying to play and, yeah. like, re- survive. <laughs> yeah, and it feels good. The gadgets feel right, you know, when you're swinging on the walls or, like, stealthily climbing along the ceiling. Yeah, no, it feels good. And the detail to just the whole Gotham City, Arkham Asylum, like, you, it feels real. It's like you're there. You're in this made-up world that... <laughs> yeah. You just get to be your favorite superhero. <laughs> yeah, the the only downfall is the Riddler trophies. Damn them. 
Those, oh, those were a pain. Yeah, I remember them. But, but the best thing about that game is, like, you truly have to be a detective and you have to pay attention to detail because it's one of those games that, yeah. unless you're Stephanie, it doesn't jump right out at you <laughs> and you don't know what to do because it's like, they give you hints and clues, but they don't necessarily say, turn right. You know, you have to, like, figure out, okay, which weapon or which gadget should I use? Um, and, and it's a lot of trial and error. There's definitely frustration. Um, and those henchmen are brutal. So even when it, it's not, like, Poison Ivy or the Joker or Bane, you got these random henchmen that are always ready to to brawl so yes hey you (laughs) yeah like come on man this guy's addressing (laughs) batman like hey you (laughs) um yeah i i don't know if i could play that i i honestly can't play it on my own but um i kind of (laughs) felt like i was your um oracle or like alfred in your ear like go there that's the way they're talking about like the riddle is this (laughs) that's so clear to me um whereas like you would get frustrated <laughs> because uh, just like the clues didn't make sense to you but like you were able to do the whole like hand-eye coordination with the controller and tolerate dying over and over again where i would just get like get mad at you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's the key to a good game too right <laughs> you can yeah. tolerate the dying <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 got a lot of that going because that that game increasingly gets harder uh one of the things i really loved about asylum out of the entire franchise is scarecrow um whenever he would pop up you'd get like a nightmare acid trip and it was so cool um the sequences he put you through so Oh, those were tough. I remember them being very difficult, especially the final one where, like, you're, like, in a dream world with Scarecrow. Oh, man. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of clocks yeah. floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can't, like, be in the light. Yeah. Oh, God. Good game. Good game. <laughs> what? What's your number four, Steph? Uh, number four was the entire Just Dance, um, what do you say, franchise? I don't know if it's a franchise. Yeah. But franchise series whatever franchisey yeah that was my favorite i really love just dance um even though i put it at number four but for we had the Wii, and um it was just another party game you could play it with your siblings your friends like yeah. sleepovers and new year's eve parties like you had something to do for hours yeah uh, and at every dance, every wedding now, you knew these certain dances. <laughs> yeah, <nobody> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just bust them out. And you're like, wow, that person really knows how to dance. Thanks, let's run this dance. <laughs> yeah, I but remember that, doing Sway with you. Yeah. That was a good one. So, yeah, I, that was really cool that you could do, like, duet dances, too. Yeah. I remember being, like, super skeptical when I first saw these games. But you you start playing them, and before you know it, you're tired and having a ton of fun, and it's a good time. Uh, like, I'll I'll turn on a Twitch channel of people playing Just Dance, and it's man, they're having a it's a riot. 
Yeah, and now it's, I guess now the newer ones, they have all these updated songs. You can download whatever songs you want, but yeah. all you need is like your cell phone now and a game console and you can play it. Yeah. So you don't need like the Wii anymore. And I know they just can discontinued like making just dance for the Wii. Um, yeah. It lasted way longer than I thought, though. I think they like yeah. just discontinued it like last year. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Um, I'm, I'm looking into like collecting all of them and just, uh, Reliving all those memories and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, it was a lot of fun and great exercise. Like. <laughs> yeah. And before you knew it, like, well, this is another game I liked it because I was very lucky and the queen, I guess. So I would always win. Yeah. You weren't gonna yeah. beat stuff yeah. at that yeah. game. That makes sense. <laughs> Don't I'm not being anyone. I have zero rhythm. There's a reason I suck that rock band, and there's a reason I also suck at just dance. I got two left feet. <laughs> no. So so Steph, question two part question. Okay. What was your favorite dance and what was the hardest dance? The hardest one? Oh boy. Um, okay, I didn't think that far into this, but um the hardest one was any of them that the song you didn't know. So in yeah. the story mode, if you didn't know the song and you didn't know the beat to it or any of the words, yeah. it was tough yeah. to get through the dance. <laughs> but the the favorite one, they were all like my favorites. I think they actually had Lady Gaga in one of them. Um, but then there was Katy Perry, Hot and Cold. That was so much fun. And Toxic, or Womanizer, by Britney Spears. Those are my favorites. And there was uh, the dance, like Mashed Potato or something, but it was an old song. But I knew every dance move. (laughs) And it was really funny. Nice. (laughs) Good choice. Yeah, those weren't the answers you were looking for, Kenneth, but... (laughs) Uh, No, I, I... I have great memories of us playing Just Dance, whether it was in your basement or at my house um there was a lot of duet dances we did i really like sway and then um i i i was always competitive so i try to beat stuff and it just it wasn't gonna happen she she knew all the moves before it even came on she perfect score perfect and i'm over here like ah you know (laughs) Over furniture and like decorations and hurting himself. Perfect. What's your What's your number four, Mister Andrew? Uh, this is where Rocket League makes the list. Um, God, God, how did I not guess that? Rocket um, League. We play that game all the time. I've put a lot of hours into this game. This is the kind of game where if I want to turn my brain off and not care about winning or losing, just this is a game I can play like meditatively, you know, just something to like to do with my hands while I think about life or just whatever. Like, like it's, it's like riding a bike. You don't even have to think about it. You just do it. Um, but, but when you first play it, like it's easy to understand the concepts and as you get better, it gets more and more rewarding the different things you're capable of doing in the game. And, you know, as a kid, I played soccer. So a game where you can play soccer as cars that fly around. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. 
Uh, I remember when I first heard about this game, I was really bummed because it was only out on PlayStation at the time, and I didn't have one at the time. I'm like, damn. And then I remember it was coming to Xbox. I stayed up like until two in the morning for it to launch on Xbox. And I was like one of the first people online playing it and I haven't stopped playing it since then. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Yeah, we still play to this day and they it's a game that it's a very quick download and it's a simple concept, but it is so addicting, so competitive and friendships can be lost yeah. <laughs> very quickly yeah. with this game. Yeah. Not to mention the music is fantastic, and they're updating the playlist constantly. It's I I gotta say I stole a few songs um from Rocket League to put on my Spotify playlist just yeah. <laughs> because I liked them so much. Exactly. Like I th- I think you know Rocket League, Tony Hawk, like mm-hmm. video games are the majority of where I learned different. Oh yeah songs you know like even like playing even like playing rock like guitar hero at my buddy's house like i wasn't exposed to a lot of these songs as a kid but you've seen them on a rock band or like oh i now know what like barracuda is by like heart right like so yeah it's (laughs) and i think rocket league does that really well too with like techno electric (laughs) music they do uh-huh. What's your number yeah. four, Ken? Before I get to my number four, uh, they also did a really good job not just giving us soccer, but they gave us hockey, they gave us rumble, they gave us, uh, what is it called, drop shot, basketball. Yeah. I mean, like there's ball. a little, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a little bit for everybody. So Yeah, it's, uh, that, that's a good point. The, the ongoing support they've done and in introducing new game modes has been good too and to piggyback off your fortnite point they are, are one of the other video games that does a really good job of getting these different licensing deals you know with the nba with the nfl with like different streamers you can get their logo on your car you know just like you know you can get like the flash tires or whatever like they do a really good job with that too so like the customization is really cool um the first time i did play this i convinced i was painting uh, my brother-in-law's house with him when they first moved in. So I convinced him to pl- to get it on a PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> and I'm and like, we we would be like, all right, we'll paint our wall. Gotta let it dry. Guess we gotta take a Rocket League break. And yeah, right. it was a good time. And we sucked. We were terrible. But it was so much fun. <laughs> I think, yeah. So for me, I'm not that great at that game. Um, it's the, the ball, finding the camera, the right angle to see yeah. the ball. Yeah. So I'm still I was still getting used to that, but you guys had already been in like this very competitive mode. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is too much for me. Yeah. That was <laughs> on us. That was on us. Let's try another time. Um yeah. but it, it was a lot of fun. I did like when you did score that goal, you were like, Holy shit, I can do this. Yeah. I, can, I, I can't <laughs> believe the ball went where I wanted it to go. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very satisfying to do that. It didn't explode. <laughs> That was, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be open to trying that game again. <laughs> yeah. That game definitely had a moment in time where everyone sucked at it, and that was the yeah. best time to play it because no one knew what they were doing, and that's when it was the most fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, now now you got guys that can fly in reverse, you know. <laughs> they're just uh they're on a whole nother level. But yeah. it it is one of those just as Andrew said, turn your brain off and have some fun. Well yeah. for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. My number four is definitely not a game you can turn your brain off. Um and it is the newest game on my list which is resident evil village i can't believe this not only made my top 10 list but it's sitting at number four this stuff was here with me on sunday as i played this game and i didn't move from my gaming chair until i pretty much beat the game um i had maybe like 10 minutes left but it was getting super late, so I had to call on a night. But man, was this the most enjoyable game I've probably played in years. Um, it's not to say anything about Fortnite or or Rocket League or any other game that's currently in my Xbox. But Resident Evil Village was so addicting, had such a great story had great side characters, had great jump scares, and it was just the kind of game that you never really wanted to put down ever. You were just like, oh, I just beat this. All right, what happens next? Oh, where do I go? Oh, yeah. uh, I can't figure it out. Let me let me figure it out. Uh, this seems like a good spot to save. Uh, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the next villain? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it had such a great pace to it. Basically, you're this guy named Ethan Winters. You're married to your wife, Mia, and you have a daughter named Rose, who's just a baby. Um, Mia gets shot at the beginning. It looks like she's dead, and they take your baby. And you, Ethan Winters, have to find your baby in this crazy, what looks like a medieval village. and. Very quickly, you get introduced to Mother Miranda and her four children. Um, And basically, those are going to be the five bosses you have to take down to try to find your daughter, Rose. And there's werewolves, there's vampires, there's a shark-slash-infected sea monster that you face (laughs) in the water. There's demonic dolls, killer babies. Uh, that was crazy. And yeah, the, the killer baby sequence is really scary because it's in a dark hallway and you can hear it laughing and you're not quite sure where it's at. And it's uh, it's a, it's a moment you won't forget. Um, great twist ending. And Heisenberg and Lady D are the two standouts. Uh, Lady D is a creepy but seductive kind of character. Uh, she's got the Freddy Krueger hand going on. Yep. Uh, and she's, she's like eight just, feet tall. Eight feet tall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a sequence where, like, just to get her attention, you have to, like, find her daughters and kill them. And then um, she, like, chases you around the castle. And, like, uh, those who 
have never played a Resident Evil game before, you have like no ammo ever. Oh my God. I was just going to say that's the worst part of that game is your inventory <laughs> is so small and then you yeah. only get bullets. <laughs> each zombie, each person yeah. needs like four bullets each. <laughs> you only have five. So. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, yeah. You get a little handgun. Mm-hmm. I had a, a knife <laughs> and I had like one med kit. And that was it. And like the the more bosses you took down, the more the like creatures would increase. Yeah. And you were just like, you gotta be kidding me. But with each boss too, they offered you a new gun, but you couldn't get rid of your other guns <laughs> to make room for that one in your inventory. Yeah. But you use the cool new gun. <laughs> Yeah, I stuck with, with my the shotgun and the pistols. <laughs> pistol, That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason this game is nominated for Game of the Year. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's got one in six shot at this point to win tomorrow. Um, I'd say its chances are pretty good. I think so. Between the other games, um, as much as it scared the crap out of me, and just yeah. <laughs> the amount of thinking you had, it was really good to just like watch and be sitting there for ten hours. On a Sunday, yeah. just like <laughs> for sure, trying to get through this game. Yeah, and I wonder if that's the one thing that'll go against it, because you know people just don't like to play scary games. I don't like to play scary games. I've played my fair share of scary games. I'm good with scary games at this point, but it's still Resident Evil, and that has like name recognition, so that yeah. might get fans to vote for it just based off of that, because there's a portion of the vote is fan based. Um, but yeah. Um, it- Best of yeah. luck, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I would say on a scary meter, like if it from zero to ten, I would give it like an eight. Okay. But like it's not it's not zombies, right? It's more yeah. of like Is it scientific experiments gone wrong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like playing Halo and a gravity hammer just smashes down in front of you, or less scary than that? Because that's the loudest I've ever heard you scream. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's put it this way: you're you're not expecting certain things to happen. So, like, okay, you're walking down a hallway to the yeah. left out of your eye. You can see that there's creatures, but they yeah. look like they're just chilling there and they're not gonna move. So you go past the first three out of four, and they don't do shit. And you can look at them, and you're like, oh, okay, they're dead. And then the fourth one, you pass him, and then all of a sudden he just unhinges from the wall. Yeah. And you're okay. just like, yeah. uh oh. <laughs> yeah. See, that's scary games. You walk down the hall and you're like, man, they're gonna jump at me at some point, and it sucks because you know it's coming and you still get scared. That and was- I'm glad you enjoy it, Ken, because goodness gracious, I don't think it- I'd make it very far into that game. <laughs> yeah. It. It's it's great though because you know they they pace it in such a way where like they know they know when to increase those scares and they know when to dive down and go back more into like the story or yeah um, go find this thing or um it's it's a good balance I think yeah. where it's just not just like crazy monsters attacking you the whole game that would suck. 
I think it was a like you said a good balance. I I think so too because some bosses like Lady D were, um, she was pretty tough. Like you had to really convince her to destroy her. Right. Um, but then you go into like the doll one, and that's kind of calmer and like it was really a, a bit easier to defeat her. And then you go into um, the shark guy. The shark guy, and it's like, okay, he's not too bad. He's kind of convinced, like, he doesn't want to fight you anyway. <laughs> but right. you're fighting his, like, body in this uh, Jaws character. And then yeah. you go to Heisenberg, who really, that's where the game started to tick me off. <laughs> because <laughs> the guy was made out of propellers. <laughs> yeah. He didn't die. Ever. Yeah. And he had all these robots, and the map was so hard in Heisenberg's, uh, like, factory yeah so so to get around and know where you were and get back to a place you had to go um so it was kind of like you had a break in the middle and then you went right back to it (laughs) the hard work um like lady d's and heisenberg's and then you had a break where you got to play as one of the main characters i believe ken said from all the resident evils chris Chris radfield yeah they bring back the big guns that when you get a wonderful gun and a beautiful inventory and like all the zombies die in one shot and you're <laughs> why didn't i have this the whole game yeah um, th- th- that was awesome because <laughs> i i didn't i didn't mention this yet but there are lichens in this game yeah. and there are some that just look like regular traditional lichens there are some that can fly at you so you have to snipe them and then there's like these big ass like giant ones where they have like a a gravity hammer that comes at you. Yeah. So like when you're Ethan Winters, you got a pistol with four shots in it. When you're Chris Redfield, you have like a, a AK-47 with a thousand <laughs> rounds in it. <laughs> and you get this gun where like you can lock on to oh, yeah. a monster and then your teammate will just blast it with a rocket launcher <laughs> i'm like nice. wow this is like if i could play this with chris the whole game like i could probably beat it in five minutes you know <laughs> but uh there is one other character i want to mention and that is this guy named duke uh he is hands down one of my favorite characters uh, you meet him really early on in the game because he is basically like your guy that you can buy heels and guns from. Yeah. He's like your your shop dude. Um, and I really like him because it's funny. He's kind of the guy that helps you throughout the game to tell you like hints about the town and who the bosses are and all that stuff. But it's crazy because when you're playing the game, he just randomly appears somewhere and you're like how the (laughs) hell did you get in here like i had to break doors down to get in here and you just have a a little shop here huh in the elevator unharmed no one's bothering him (laughs) he's just he he's a great character and it's just got so much heart to it so i hope it wins game of the year um, but I know it's got a lot of competition. So well done, Capcom. Can't wait for the Resident Evil 4 remake or Resident Evil 9, whichever one comes first. Nice. Solid number four. 
<laughs> which means we are in our top threes. Steph, what do you have for me? Oh, number three was Sea of Thieves for me. Hell I yeah. Never played the game before. It came with my Xbox um, when I bought it just to play Fortnite. Um, but Sea of Thieves was so beautiful and just like that's the game I could play. Um, to just like wind down, like you said, for Rocket League, this yes. would be fun. I would play for that. I don't like the jump scares and the skeletons, but like <laughs> I'll deal with it. I will snipe from the boat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is like so nice to just travel, and it's almost like you're at sea. Like yeah. Um, and then the missions were so cool. The whole addition with the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that uh, was super cool. That was so fun. Like just. I know it was very short lived for us, but like it was, it took hours and it was a lot of fun and a lot of convincing Andrew to stay on with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys were, what's one more chapter? Chapter takes freaking three hours and it's midnight. No, thank you. And it started. I wouldn't get but home until no. like seven or eight. And it was yeah. like, yeah, but that was a lot of fun. I think playing it with you guys was a lot of help. Just <laughs> enjoy it more and, uh, yeah, just the beauty of it and everything they've done to it, and yeah, really, nice. it was really. Yeah, I love that open world, the open ocean. <laughs> I don't think a, another game has nailed like water as well yeah. as that game. You know. I yeah. love the teamwork of like how to sail a boat. You know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and I totally there agree is. with you. Yeah. It, it's totally med- meditative. It, that is my top third. Um, the only downfall is, I mean, I know we tried to play a lot, but like, there's just people who have played this forever and just trolls now. So it's yeah. hard to stay excited about it and want to keep playing when that keeps happening. Yeah. So <laughs> I do miss it, but I know it's it's not easy to play when you're like trying to do a mission and yeah. just gets trolled on. One day they'll introduce private servers and we'll jump back in and have a blast and do all the questing we want. Uh, yeah. Two two things worth mentioning here. One is this is a game that has pets in it. Steph yeah. and Andrew have dogs and I have yep. a cool monkey. Uh, you can pet this, the dog. Like, the yeah. second is Steph's favorite thing is probably putting me in jail. So... <laughs> Yeah. She figured yeah. out how to do that this year and yes. uh majority usually will vote for me to go to jail cuz yeah. well, I'm the bad pirate. Not only do you have like public trolls who are playing the game, but then you have Kenneth who's the ultimate troll setting your boat on fire while you're yeah. your stuff or shooting other players that are on your team <laughs> or crashing the boat into a rock <laughs> or lifting the anchor when it's clearly down and we're <laughs> out at yeah. sea somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so yes, jail was uh the best place for you. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a pirate's mm-hmm. life for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay. Awesome choice. That's one of those games that any given day it could have made it. This time it yeah. just didn't. <laughs> but Ken, this is where your prediction does come true. This is my Pokemon game at number three. Um <laughs> but 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 it's Pokemon Gold and Silver. Damn. And okay. I have a very good reason why. Because you beat Pokemon Gold and Silver, and then the second half of that game is just playing the originals also in that game. <laughs> you get the you collect the first eight badges, you 
you do the Elite Four, then they send you back to the original region, and you do it all over with the original gym leaders and the original Elite Four. It's basically two games in one. That's why. Because everyone knows Pikachu's my boy, my favorite Pokemon, and and so, Ooh. like, and so, like, you know, like, Pokemon Yellow, close second, but I get that full experience inside of Pokemon Gold anyways, so, you know, that's why. I think mine would have to be Pokemon Red. Charizard will always be my favorite. I, I've told you this story before, but because you guys are listening to the podcast, you probably haven't heard this. My first ever Pokemon pack had a Charizard in it. And that's Ridiculous. like, that was the greatest day of my life. So Cause I was jealous. like, dude, I don't even have to collect anymore. I got, <laughs> You're I got done. The, the king of all Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good choice. I I never really understood the difference between the colors. I just thought, you know, um, I, I like Charizard. There, there's like uh, <laughs> so like red and blue, for example. There's like six different Pokemon that you can only in, in, catch in one or the other. Ah. Okay. And, or like there's certain characters they'll trade you a certain Pokemon, and in the other game they'll trade you a different Pokemon. Um, and then yellow is like the definitive edition of those two. Um, yeah, I got yellow, blue, red, gold, and I think there was a diamond one, right? Uh, so the first generations, red, blue, and then yellow, and then green in Japan. Uh, seconds, gold, silver, and then crystal was like the definitive edition. The third was ruby, sapphire, and then emerald was the definitive edition, and then diamond, pearl, platinum which just had a re-release Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which I bought on the DS, and I'm excited to play. I haven't gotten to it yet because I'm, I am th- I recently played Gold. This is why I made the list over yellow, is because I'm working my way through the generation, so I refresh my mind because I've never actually played anything past Generation 4, so I'm really excited mm-hmm. to get into it. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I played pokemon on game boy color (laughs) that that to me that was probably the most short-lived uh experience i think i played for a year or two um and i think it's only because more interesting systems came out like when i got n64 and i got a taste for that and then i got gamecube like to me those were more exciting than uh game boy color but i'm sure if i go back and play it now nostalgia would hit hard yeah that's a good point i would say i'd probably go the same way except you know like steph's computer time is limited one tv for the family someone else wants to watch tv i still got the game boy i can walk around with somewhere else i think that's why they bought me this psp to play sims on too right so (laughs) they could watch the tv (laughs) Oh, and we had that big old computer with the big old backside. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, I, I can honestly say I've never played Pokemon. <laughs> Unless I did play a Pokemon Go. All right. And right. once we went to go find something. In a, Man, that's like the definitive game everyone played. I'm a little yeah. surprised. Yep. I mean, I had the little figurines. I played the card game. Yeah, like okay. I actually would trade yeah. with my cousin, like, sure. but never on Game Boy or anything like that. All right. 
Today I learned. Today. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic, I think my favorite Pokemon game was Pokemon Stadium for the 64. Yeah. Uh, I just like the the games you can play. Like um, oh, the mini games. With yeah, with Sandshrew or Jigglypuff and um, what was that guy's name? He he ate all the sushi. Those were fun. Oh, Lickitung. <laughs> Lickathon, yeah. And if you ate the wrong ones, you'd get, like, sick. <laughs> and then there was Snorlax. That was, that was such a good game. Does, um like, Team Rocket appear in these games? Because I watched the show and the movies, yeah. but I played yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. So, Pokemon Yellow is a little different from Pokemon Red and Blue, because Pokemon Yellow more closely follows Ash's story, but Team Rocket's in all of them. Okay. Um, and then... The story of the second generation, the gold silvers, is like, oh, Team Rocket's back because they were defeated. <laughs> so, like, they oh, take no. over the radio tower and they announce to the world they're back, right? And then the third generation, it's like Team Lava, Team Magma, and Team Aqua. You know, it's a new new guys yeah. on the block kind of deal. And that's where my knowledge of that ends because, um, um, like I said, I, I didn't get past that, which is why I'm excited to play the new ones. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, ton of fun. Team Rockets in it, you know, can fight Jesse and James and Meowth and them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your number three, Ken? My number three is going to take us back to the arcade days, to the days where you'd go to your local pizza shop with your bag of quarters and play Rampage. Uh, okay. Rampage is always going to be near and dear to my heart. I own a copy of it for pretty much every console I have. Um, We met the creator a few years ago at the gaming summit, which was super cool. He even signed a copy of my Rampage game for the GameCube. And this was right around the time The Rock, one of the coolest guys around, was in the live action (laughs) Rampage movie. Um, it's just, it's such a fun button smasher game, uh, where you can choose one of the three monsters. I always went with the ape cause I love monkeys. Um, and it's set right here in Illinois. So if you ever play the original rampage again, you'll notice that the towns are good old <laughs> towns around here. I genuinely <laughs> didn't know that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize it either until <laughs> a couple of years ago, and I was like, no way, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, just a great turn your brain off, smash the buttons, try to see how many levels you're going to get before uh, yeah. you die. And then there was a spinoff, like they would do Rampage, but like Godzilla-themed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And like, it was like Godzilla and Mothra and then and all. And I'm like... It's like you said, it, they were like Pizza Shop, Pizza Hut, Staples. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was either that game or Cruising the World. So, you know, I <laughs> either way, I was asking my mom for quarters uh, so I could enjoy it while my pizza was being made. Um, <laughs> and I'm so glad that later on in life I was able to discover it for GameCube. For I have it on Xbox One now. And, 
just a great one. Uh, I never got a chance to get my hands on Rampage World Tour. That was the sequel where it's not just in Illinois anymore. It's all over the place. So, like, I think they go to Japan and Paris and all that good stuff. But uh, I I enjoyed that that game for what it was. So, not good graphics at all. Super cartoonish. But I think that's what made it all the better. Okay. Solid. Solid. That brings us... Go ahead. Number two. Yeah. (laughs) Number two. Steph, it's your second to last game. Make it count. Oh, my God. So, this one is Fortnite. Battle Royale. Um, This is the whole reason I got an Xbox, the whole reason I started (laughs) playing. Um, My whole life, you know, a lot of my traits and, like, characteristics come from Fortnite now. I had all my students memorize the dances. We were flossing. We were um, hey. typing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Any, any place I went, I always knew, like, what the students were talking about. Because I'm like, oh, I play Fortnite. I get it. Um, really but, cool. But, no, this was, this not only, like, taught me how to play Xbox and just how to game in general, but just how to manage life skills as well. And I'll always appreciate Fortnite for that. I was able to, like, with the daily tasks and everything, you really wanted to complete them. You wanted to get ahead in levels. You wanted to be, you know, you wanted to be done with that challenge. So it really helped me because I was graduating college. So it helped me like move my ass to get a job. (laughs) And like, (laughs) once I got the job, it was like, Oh, this is kind of like Fortnite. I got to complete these tasks to get here. So like um, a lot of life lessons were learned. And then, of course the everything that came out with it like all the merch all the i, I mean i have a yeah. costume i have two costumes of Fortnite yeah. characters yeah, <laughs> the nerf guns the... yeah i have the nerf guns i have the pop figures like yeah Fortnite is a big big part of my life now <laughs> i never knew it had that impact on you that you like gamified your life because yep. it really did like i was able to better manage time and just that's uh, really cool. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it was Fortnite also pre-Chapter 2. So okay, okay. <laughs> that's when it was good. <laughs> that's when I liked it. Um, the map was great. Everything, all the storylines, all the events that happened were really great. Uh, when everyone was playing it. Like. Yes, when everyone was playing. I do like, like, I think Chapter 2 is when they really introduced all the concerts and stuff. So I do like that part of Chapter yeah. 2. Um, but yeah, chapter one was just so much fun, and like I learned to play with you guys and <laughs> nice. trying to, you know, for a shooter game, um, and one that I didn't mind dying over and over again, uh, <laughs> trying again, yeah, and just a good competitive game. So, oh, that's awesome. I think we said as much as we could i mean you said that you said your piece ken's given his piece i i mean i agree with you guys it's a good good game they're good at what they do where would you say it it falls for you andrew if you were to put it on your list like i said it's top 25 somewhere here's the thing fortnite is one of the best at doing what it does Mm -hmm. 
but that's not necessarily the the first thing I'm the thing it does is not necessarily the thing I'm looking for first in a mm-hmm. video game. Aside, of course, you know, collecting all the different costumes because you gotta collect all the different costumes. <laughs> you are <laughs> um, but like, but like, I, I like shooters. I can play shooters a long time. I enjoy them. They can they can become meditative in a way, but. Yeah it's hard for them to like separate themselves from other shooters and really, really stand out where like you go like, wow, that was something different and something new, you know? Cause like, I mean, and like Fortnite like has done it enough where it it makes its way up there, just not to the top. I can't say it has had that same impact on my life, but I'm, all these other games have at some point, you know, you know, when you play enough games, you begin to think about your life that way. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying Fortnite was my life lessons to like right. manage and task manage. So, um, yeah. yeah, I, I couldn't give you a number Ken on where it lies. Um, today it doesn't make it tomorrow. It might. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what they bring out for you. Um, yeah, I think it was much better for me in Chapter 1, is what they call it now. Yeah. Well, they but, just released Chapter 3. How are you feeling about... Oh, I was fine till The Rock showed up. So, <laughs> I don't care your love of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think he's annoying. But <laughs> it was okay. kind of cool to see him in the video game and so accurately portrayed as yeah. the foundation now. So, that was yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I took a break from Fortnite for a long time, so I'm excited to get back into it and play again. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I'll say about Fortnite before we reveal Andrew's number two is, I like. Not only was the gameplay unique with the battle royale, but I liked how much it it brought us closer as like a group. Like. Yeah. It's it's the one game I can easily say the four of us, including Mike, have spent <laughs> hours playing at a time. You know, yeah. there would be nights we called them Friday night Fortnite, where yep. you know we'd stay on till one in the morning. Sometimes Andrew or Steph will be sleeping, <laughs> and we'd have to wake them up. Yeah, you know? that's true. I was never sleeping. It was you, Kenneth. Don't blame me. <laughs> Happened to me a couple times, but, but I can vouch for Steph. I don't think it was ever Steph. No, <laughs> I was the one who was trying to advance further every time. Yeah. <laughs> Just so I could yeah. stay ahead. <laughs> it was always a race to who was going to get level 100 first. It's always and Steph. Steph. I'm pretty yeah. competitive, aren't I? Darn. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're more competitive than the rest of us, or you just like Fortnite that much more. <laughs> <laughs> um Wait. nice good pick uh my number two is my most obscure game on this list i must say my top three games are the only three video games i've ever bought like merchandise for separate from the games themselves uh so like pokemon you know i buy pokemon shit all the time this one no one's ever heard of it i've i've met two other people in real life who have heard of this game but it's got a special place in my heart. It's Goemon's Great Adventure. He's a blue-haired ninja with his ragtag team of ninjas. And it's a, it's a platformer. 
Um, and I think in Goman's Great Adventure, you have to stop a time-traveling nun from taking over the world and your, like, and mind-controlling your giant robot Gundam. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous, right? Um, <laughs> but, no, it's a ton of fun. I This is the game I played co-op more than any other with my best friend growing up. And then for a while, like, every holiday we would get together, like, and you want to go sneak off and play Goemon's Great Adventure? Yeah, 100%. The soundtrack is incredible. It's got these really awesome beats on the boss levels, especially. The boss levels had two parts, three parts. There's, like, the platforming. You had to get to the boss. And there's, like, the mini boss. You got to, like, do the mechanics. And then the final boss phase, you get into your giant robot, and it's, like, a boxing match between your your giant robot and the giant boss. And if you're playing with a friend... There's a, there's a second giant robot in the background. The robots are called Impact and Miss Impact. Um, and so it's like a first-person boxing, and your friend's in the background. So you can, like, hit the boss back and forth, or you can, like, throw a baton to your friend, literally passing the baton. So they, like, take over the first-person view. And it, it, you do, like, different combos and shoot a laser and stuff. And the platforming was a ton of fun. Goemon and his crew are, like, they're all such unique characters. I always played as his sidekick, Ebisumaru who was this, like, fat ninja who, like, instead of double jumping, he would bounce off his butt to jump higher, and he had, like, a fart, fart attack, and he had, like, an arch rival who was, like, a fat red ninja. And then there's the underwater levels where he switched to the other two characters. Uh, ton of fun. Ton of fun. It's This is the most nostalgia of nostalgia games for me. Oh, my God. Um, and every time I see a copy of it at a convention or something, I can't help myself and not buy it i was gonna say uh real quick when we went to the summit one time i feel like you you were able to get a copy of this right yeah and then the next year we went so we went i've been to the summit twice at this point and because the year oh. between those two years was covid and it was yeah. canceled right. um first year i got a copy and then this last year i got another copy <laughs> Nice. So I've seen two copies. I bought two copies in addition to you know the copy I owned. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, I buy it because you know it's on N64. So like I want to have a copy if the first copy and the second copy break. <laughs> like I, I I just always want this game to have this game to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm strongly debating buying the like vinyl record of the soundtrack because there's some website that sells it and. It, first of all, it's like a red vinyl and it looks real cool. But man, it's a it's a bumping soundtrack. It's just like it's like hardcore. It's like Japanese techno music in like eight bit and sixty four style music. Uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. You'll have to rip that CD for your car, dude. <laughs> right. As you're driving, great. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, most obscure game on my list, but there's never a time in my life that's not going to make the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, it will always be in the top three, just <laughs> because of all all the nostalgia for it. On top of it, it being, I would argue, it's probably one of the best platformers on the N64. It just came late in the life cycle of the N64, so not many people played it, and it's just not a well-known franchise in the U.S. It had a cartoon in Japan, I think, which was really weird, but then Konami 
uh, switched from making video games to making gambling machines instead. So you, you don't <laughs> see much with it anymore nowadays. Well, you had us at fart punches. In, in yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> fart, pun- fart, fart punches. If you're playing co-op, you can jump on your friend's back and like throw fart punches. It's great. Nice. My number two does not have fart punches. Um <laughs> But there is a lot of special attacks you can do, and that is Bioshock. Yeah. Uh, I could put it at number two just for Rapture alone. Um, That is one of the most breathtaking visuals there ever is. Um, This whole franchise, these are the kind of games, the second it's done downloading, like I do not stop playing it until I finish it. Stuff was with me when I played Bioshock Infinite, and I think it was a Friday night, and we finished it um, that same night. So, man, uh, it was just a great experience. But the original Bioshock is near and dear to my heart. Um, basically, you're a guy that's in a plane crash, and and then you wind up in Rapture, and from the moment the game starts until the game ends, it is just a a mystery with horror elements and scientific experiments gone wrong. There's big daddies, um, there's girls with glowing eyes, uh, and then there's a guy who's basically talking to you the whole time, trying to help you out. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> while you're trying to survive the madness that's going on, um, some of the scariest stuff I've ever played, but also some of the coolest fight designs. Because as you're proceeding through the map, you get like these different powers. Sometimes you can shoot like fire, or you can freeze stuff. Um, really good puzzles going on so it's kind of a mix of different games i've already talked about it's got elements from like batman it's got elements from resident evil uh but i just think it it does all of those things a little bit better um and then the 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 boss battle at the end is absolutely uh impressive um i think to me the scariest thing in that game is the recordings. Um, okay. As you're playing that game, you collect these recordings and you have to like listen to them to kind of figure out what's going on. And some of the things you hear in those recordings, especially with the mad doctor, uh, are, are bone chilling. But my favorite part in that whole game is at the very beginning you're going down like an elevator shaft. Yeah. And you can see like the bad guys just waiting for you. And you don't have a weapon yet. So Yeah. <laughs> I think the beginning of the game is terrifying because that's when the point in the game where you're like the most vulnerable. Yeah. And there's a point in the first ten minutes where you like walk into a bathroom and you turn around and a guy's waiting for to kill you. Um, uh-huh. it's I will say that is one of the best story games I've ever seen. The first time I saw it, I watched my friend play it all the way through. And it's that's one of those games where that, that game changed my life. I'm like, wow, games can be more than just games. They can be something like, they can be incredible stories. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Rapture is just like, wow. I hope we get another Bioshock game. I know you were talking about it, but that would just be something that hopefully it happens. It's been too long. I'm hoping we hear something tomorrow about it at the Game Awards. Because the other thing about Game Awards is there's always a ton of big reveals. I'm sure we'll cover some of them next week. Um, But I'm hoping we hear something about the next Bioshock. Nice. I just remember that Bioshock, but I don't remember any of the scary parts. So I must have been hiding or napping or something yeah. while you played those ones. <laughs> I remember like the circus tent um, kind of theme going on. and Yeah, there's like the creepy clown music. Yeah, yeah. I remember that stuff, but I must have been hiding yeah. for the scary yeah. parts. <laughs> I think the most iconic scene I remember in that game is you're introduced to what a little sister is at the first time. It's these little girls that Oh, yeah. Right? And, like, she gets attacked by, like, a stranger, and mm-hmm. you're behind glass, and you're just watching, and then the big daddy comes around the corner and just, like, drills the guy into the wall, and you're like, oh, my God, now <laughs> I know to avoid those guys <laughs> for the rest of the game. And, like, that's, like, terrifying, because you're like, I don't know what to do. And, like, it's got such a great style, too, that game. Now we're on to the big stuff the moment that everyone's been listening for and i know this has been an extremely long edition of the podcast but come on we got a special guest this week so stick it out with us it's time for the big reveal steph what is your number one video game of all time all right my number one is sims 3 and all of its expansion packs only on pc though um this I still play for a day, <laughs> a whole day. I will just spend playing this game. Um, it's the first one where they introduced um, you could make your own designs for like wallpapers, furniture, clothing. You could mix and match outfits. It wasn't like one set outfit. Uh, you had pets. You had horses. You had <laughs> you could be any lifestyle you wanted. You know they introduced island life. They introduced like yeah. a Katy Perry themed world. Uh, Sims 3, I will not move past. I, I tried Sims 4. I do not like it. Sims <laughs> 3 is where I will stay. Um, it really just, there's so much freedom in that game where before there were huge loading times. There were, anytime you wanted to travel to a store, you had to wait. But this time you're actually driving the car and you can see them go to work and you can see them go to school. Yeah. Um, so Sims 3 was a whole like creative world. It became you got to decorate things, you got to add your own store, open your own business. Whereas like like you were waiting for that in Sims 2, and Sims 1, Sims 2. Now Sims yeah. 3 it gave you everything you could ever want. And that was a big thing for me being able to design and um just create my own type of houses, life. Um and it it was a lot of new lot of new things like they added holidays you didn't have that before so you could have all these crazy holidays and trick-or-treating carving pumpkins you know you could live your dream life in this game for real now um so that was it still sticks with me i still play it if i have a free day and no chores (laughs) but um yeah it's uh that's my favorite that's my number one (laughs) what what would you say is your favorite expansion pack? 
Oh, God. University. I gotta say pets. University university was too much like a university. Like, you actually had to sit for two sim hours in a seminar. (laughs) And, like, two terms was, like, two weeks. So, it took a long time, and a lot of your character just spending time in a in a loading uh, <laughs> building. So yeah. you're just like, sitting behind the controller and it's like, okay, what do I do? Do I go fix up the room or? <laughs> okay, okay. But it that was took the first one I thought of. Time. Yeah. No university. I would have liked if I didn't go to college. <laughs> you're hundred percent right. Pets. Yeah. Should have been my first. Guess. So pets was, yes. Pets was the ultimate one. Cause you got horses, you got to do horseback riding. You could have a farm. Oh, um, cool you would compete in horse races and you could own horses and raise them. And like, I see on uh, Wikipedia, you could get a unicorn. You could, there was uh, a <laughs> town where sweet. stray animals would walk through. Most of the time it was horses or deer, but it was also unicorns. <laughs> All right. Um, you could design your dog to look like a pig or, <laughs> you know, or a cow. I think recently they added cows to the uh, Sim shop. That was also where they introduced the Sims 3 store, where you could buy things and add it to your uh, game. Yeah. Another, like progressive mode, yeah. which I didn't figure out I had until a couple years ago. And then I was adding like hairstyles and wedding dresses yeah. and <laughs> different yeah. things to the inventory, which made the game a lot slower, but a lot better. So, sure. And I don't like to play the game with only a few expansion packs. I have them all installed. So I have gone through yeah. several laptops, <laughs> just burning them up. and yeah. just. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, Sims is like notorious for like yes. 30 different expansions. <laughs> yes. And I, that was all I would ask for for Christmases or like birthdays was like, I need this expansion pack. Like <laughs> they were all $20. <laughs> It didn't matter what you got, but you were very excited to have that one. I think they, the one Ken liked the most was the supernatural. So you could be a vampire, you could be a werewolf, you could be a zombie, you could be a fairy. <laughs> yeah. There was just so much you could do um, and still can, and it's still expanding. Uh, they stopped for Sims 3 now, but I I hear Sims 4 is good. I don't know, but I don't play that one. I love Sims 3 too much. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That, that's a good number one. And yeah. totally makes sense. Still the one I play the most, even over Fortnite. <laughs> Dang. Now let's, let's pull back the curtain. What's your number one, Andrew? Um, all right. <laughs> now, I, 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 wanna, I want you to imagine you work for a giant company. Perhaps a soda company. Uh, mm-hmm. making cola and you work in the office and it's a dead-end job and you're just burnt out on life and then you find out your grandpa dies Aww. but he leaves you his farm so you inherit his farm and then you go to the valley to start your farm because you just want to escape that city life and you grow your crops and you meet the townsfolk and you Try to make as much money as possible to honor your grandpa. Because <laughs> that's right, it's Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. And yeah. man, for a, a game created by one Eric Barone in 2016, has sold 
15 million copies to this day. One man created a game that sold 15 million copies. Wow. Um, it is wholesome. It is quaint. It is addicting, like, how much you want to organize your crops so you're efficient. And you're not pressured at all to do anything within a certain amount of time, but because there's a day... Like the days last like 20 minutes, you like you still feel pressure to get a certain amount of things done in a day. Um, you can you know raise your chickens and your cows and you can name them and you can go into the caves and mine for minerals and fight monsters and like there's all these different things you can meet the wizard and just get get to know people and get married and have kids and then decide you don't want kids so you use a magic stone to make them disappear. Um, yeah. I adore this game. This is everything I want Animal Crossing to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, like the guys. Uh, the guy like took the best parts of Animal Crossing and the best parts of Harvest Moon and put them into one game. Yeah. And it is just so addicting. And it is now on Xbox Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you can try it for free. Um, and the music is like really, really nicely done, and it's it's one of those no stress games. You just go about your business. It has one of the hardest mini games I've ever played in it, where you just it's it's like an arcade game where you just gotta like stand in the center and not get shot, kind of like Asteroids, but way more difficult. Um, and the amount of like continued support and like free updates and expansions that add a ton of new content, like a ton of new content, you know, like new, (laughs) new crops you can grow and just, it sounds ridiculous, but it really is like, just like if you like games where you have to like manage resources, this is a, this is a fun game or, or if you don't like that, but you like games where you build relationships with people, you can do that. Or if you just want to, you know, customize your farm to look a certain way, you can work on doing that, too. You know, like people yeah. like create these huge farms and now you can play co-op. So you and three other up to three other friends can all share one farm together online. And like, wow. it's really cool. I absolutely adore it. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> The perfect the the word is whimsical. It is the most whimsical game I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> and like like it's hard it's hard to say I don't it's like I, ad, I adore it. There's no it's like it's not gonna it's not like fast paced action paced. It's not like a story that's gonna blow your mind. There's no twist endings. Yeah. But I adore it for what it is. It's, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I like that you can play with other people too. It's for it's a PC, right? PC game or not? Uh, no, no it's game. now it's on everything. You can get on your phone yeah. at this point. Um, uh, that's, see, that's what I've been waiting for Sims to do, and I think they do have that a little bit, but you have to have certain like accounts and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. to play with friends would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, and like with Sims, it's not like the same style of gameplay always. No. Like. There's, there's like timers and things in those games and it's like mm, that's not exactly what i want um but yeah no this is great <laughs> it's great it's great yeah sorry i cut you off no it's okay i was gonna say there's cheats for that yeah there's cheats for that <laughs> aging um, off <laughs> time <yeah>. off <laughs> yeah. 
nut sheets in this one, but like that does sound really cool. Your, your like character that. doesn't get like hungry, or I mean, like if you do too many things in a day, you gotta like eat food. But like, you know, you're never gonna like pee on uh. the middle of the floor. You know, like nice. Like your character can't like drown. <laughs> oh, see, mine have been setting themselves on fire because they're paparazzi and they're standing in the heat in the front yard of my house yeah. and just they start on fire randomly. So I have to put them out and <laughs> bury yeah. them. Yeah, nothing so. like that here. Yeah, that's not okay. Stardew Valley, gonna try that one. Yeah, sure. Maybe you like forgot to close a gate and your animals get out and you have to track them down, you know? Um, but beyond that, no, there's really it's really not bad. Um, I had one final thought about it. There is a there is a somewhat story to it. Um, Mm -hmm. you you decide, uh, you decide because the town is kind of run down, so like as the farmer, you're like, all right, I'm gonna help improve the town. And there's two routes you can take. You can take the, you can like pay money to the mega corporation to make improvements to the town, or you can like complete tasks to improve the town, which mm-hmm. are like not necessarily money related, but like grow these crops, catch these fish type of tasks. So like, if you don't know what to do, you like there's there's a, something to guide you to do something. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, I can see like, why that's number one. Yeah, if if Goemon's Great Adventure is like the game of nostalgia from like my childhood, this is like the game of nostalgia for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I adore it. And the dude just announced his next game, and it's about chocolate, and I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> wow. Ken, it is your turn to tell <laughs> us your number one game. Honestly. With how giddy you were about Resident Evil Village and that coming in at number four, uh, I have no idea what to expect here. Steph, do you you know what it is, right? Okay, so I'm not gonna ask you your prediction because you know, Ken, just just hit us with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's gotta be Halo. Halo is by far, when it comes to campaigns, I think Halo has got everyone beat. I know that is a super bold opinion, but I can't think of a better campaign that you can either play by yourself or with a friend. Um, It was just so much fun, whether you're just riding a warhog around cruising through the map or you're you know trying to defeat these little alien things that are coming at you um this has one of the best campaigns i've ever played the multiplayer for halo was insane uh and it did such a great job that it spawned all of these other games halo 2 which a lot of people say is the best halo game ever halo 3 which really is also near and dear to me because that's when i got 360 and learned about xbox live and mike and i would run home after school and play halo 3 all the time and then halo 4 was still successful and then it branched out to like halo reach which introduced us to swat but 
if Halo wasn't such a masterpiece, we wouldn't have got any of those things. And now we got Halo Infinite, which we have thoroughly enjoyed. So, yeah, um, yeah just came out. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to try that. But it's just the campaign. I've I've probably beat Halo at least 20 times. And that's just, you know, not counting probably um, the amount of times I've beat it with like a friend. Sure. Yeah. So just just such a fun game. Um, I know those maps backwards and forwards. The rocket launcher is such a rewarding weapon. The needler is <laughs> unique. I've never seen a game have a needler before. And it's just one of those games that, like, you get a group of friends, you play Halo multiplayer, and it's the yeah. perfect Friday night. Yeah. Perfect sleepover game, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. It's iconic. I can't wait to try the new campaign. Um, like, it's it had its bumps all along the way, but it's got a great campaign, like you said. Uh, yeah, no, great, great game. I think I this is one of those games. If I play the campaign, like I said, I think it would have made my list, but I just haven't had the time yet. Yeah, and this is one of those games that every time they've remastered Halo, I've picked yeah. it up. And you're picking Halo 1, the original? The original Halo, yes. Okay. The one that started it off. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite mission? Uh, no, I just think it, it, it all kind of just flows together. I really like the Flood, which is kind of like a, a zombie thing that they got going on. Um, I remember Library being awesome. Um, okay. But, yeah, just... Just going cruising around in a warhog, getting to shoot as the gunner is just—it's always fun, for sure. Um, and the sergeant is just a great character. I don't know how he survived, but he's always <laughs> smoking his cigar, yelling at you. <laughs> but dude, just the opening crawl—like the first time you ever see Master Chief—I mean, that—that's yeah. just a yeah. whole yeah. thing in itself. The first time you see Master Chief, the music when you like step outside, when you see the halo for the first time. Steph, you look like you want to say something. No, I was going to agree with you. Um, The music for me is what, and then just the whole like the icon of Master Chief, you know, he's just like yeah. this, this guy and you're like, you fall in love with him and you're like, oh my God, this, this is like a beautiful game. <laughs> yeah. Excellent choice. Excellent mm-hmm. choice. That's it, yeah. guys. We did it. <laughs> we did it. it yeah, yeah, this this definitely took longer than I thought it was going to take. But um, with the Video Game Awards kicking off this week, uh, it was only fitting that we give each of our top ten list. And I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, Steph <laughs> had a lot of games I've never even heard of before. Um, but great callbacks. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think I've heard of all of Steph's games, including Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that didn't make the list, Andrew. I mean, I've heard of it. I, I I haven't had the fortune of playing it. I played my fair share of Barbie games, but but not <laughs> Hannah Montana. Yeah. But this is why I enjoy uh, ranking videos because 
you got that out of it. To me, the thing that sticks from you, even though it wasn't in your top ten, is Puzzle Pirates. Uh, I'll remember that <laughs> shit forever. So, dude, such a freaking good game. It should be on my top ten list, just no one knows it anymore, and it's a dead game now, which is the real shame. Yeah, and it's just it's it's just great because you know usually each week we're diving into movies, we're diving into TV, we're talking trailers, um, we're giving everybody a good snack time. Um, but once in a while, it's nice to branch out and do something a little bit different. So for those listening today, if you have some video games that you want to share with us. Find us on social media and give us a quick drop of your top 10 video games. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. That is our show. Tune in next time to the Q Busters.